Southeast Radio's morning mix. Good morning, Alan. Apologies for that. Just something went wrong with the headset there, but all is well. All is well. These things happened. It's, it's live radio. We want to conclude our look at Budget 2024 for, for today, and we'll possibly look at it more over the coming weeks. Um, I want to get a Sinn Féin response on it. Um, you were very critical, particularly when it comes to the housing situation, uh, in your response. I heard the address made by uh, uh, Pierce Doherty in Dáil Éireann. Uh, why critical? Why so critical of the housing response, please, in Budget 2024? Well, look, I suppose the the main issue with what's been announced under housing in the budget is the fact that there is not an additional red cent allowed for to increase the social and affordable housing across the state. I find that quite incredible given the, the very much growing housing crisis that we have. We need to be ramping up on state land, the building of social and affordable homes. That's not happening, and I find it quite incredible in one of the greatest housing crises the country's ever seen. There isn't an additional red cent for more housing for next year that to me is is unforgivable if you look at the mortgage interest relief again something Sinn Féin's been looking for since last December after we've seen 10 increases on the trot for mortgage holders that is a relief that's been introduced that only those with an an outstanding mortgage of €80,000 or less will actually be able to claim the relief in the first place that's not very many people and I think there's no excuse for introducing a mortgage interest relief in that way and there's no rationale for it at all take the rent relief that's there again again another Sinn Féin proposal we've been looking for for years the rent relief that's there doesn't even meet the cost of rent particularly outside of rent pressure zones but also within them so again that was another proposal we brought forward we brought it forward with the need for a ban on rent increases because that's the only way a rent relief can work the government haven't done that and and we all see it rent has gone through the roof continues to go through the roof more and more people are getting eviction notices there aren't houses to rent there aren't houses to buy and it's a real mess so i think this budget is certainly when it comes to housing a real lost opportunity i mean i've lost count of the number of government uh, politicians who have spoken to me about this and they say that uh, they they, all, they will always point the finger at Sinn Féin as a party and say you're not living in the real world at all that everything you're proposing is aspirational and none of it could come to fruition and that if you get into power it will be a completely different ball game from you they're not my words but the words that are expressed to me uh, by politicians you suffer severe criticism from government parties to believe that you're not living in the real world when it comes to your own housing proposals. What's your response? Well, I mean, look, our, our housing spokesperson, Owen O'Brien, has literally written a book on housing. Our, our, our figures stack up. Our alternative budget is fully balanced. It's cost by the Department of Public Expenditure. The, the only difference is we would spend money differently. We wouldn't ask private developers and big landlords to come into Ireland and build houses. We would build them on state lands. We have lots of state lands in this country. We have lots of vacant houses. We have lots of government-owned on state land vacant buildings as well. All of them need to be turned around. And we need to get back to getting local authorities to build houses. 20, 30, 40 years ago, they built houses. There's no reason why they can't build them today. But but I don't buy that in relation to our proposals at all. We are in a deepening housing crisis. People are really suffering. Mm-hmm. People are immigrating. Young people are not in a position to buy a house like many of their parents would have before them. And the situation situation is getting worse. And frankly, I mean, Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil in government, they've brought us the housing crisis and it's been sustained. And if you look at all the facts and all the figures, homelessness is up, rents are up, 
house price are up. That's all under this government. It's not under a Sinn Féin government. I mean, you're so very, you're very strong, Claire. One of the quotations, I believe, is Fine Gael were attributed to your party. Fine Gael were responsible for the last 12 budgets and seven of those were supported by Fianna Fáil. Their budgets caused more patients to suffer in trolleys and waiting lists and made the housing crisis worse. The Irish people, our society and economy are all suffering because homes have been made unaffordable. I mean, it's the sort of rhetoric that people will expect from any opposition party. But then the next question I'll ask is, can you back up the rhetoric with actual action? And the, the problem I'd like to, or the question I'd like to raise to you is, where are the workers to build these houses? Because we don't have them. Well, if all of the workers that are building uh, all of the private developments that are underway at the moment went into actually building on state lands by local authorities, we'd have the workers. If we could actually have a housing system that worked in the country, so many of our young people and my generation wouldn't be going all over the world because there's no choice. And like what would be maybe called rhetoric, I would just call the actual truth and the reality. Like the housing crisis has never been worse. And nobody can stand up and say it's getting any better because it isn't. Mm. And it's not enough to say, oh, well, we can't build on state lands because we haven't got the workers. Mm. But sure, we have to first and foremost say we're going to build on state lands and we're going to have to ramp it up and we're going to have to do it through our local authorities. And we're going to have to give young people hope that they can actually work here and they can actually afford to live in this country, which so many of them right now can't. And we're losing an entire generation again, just like in the last recession in 2008, I was in college. Lots of my friends went all over the world after that. We're seeing the same thing happen again. And the government are sticking with their same housing plan and the facts speak for themselves in relation to rising homelessness, rising rents, the situation isn't getting any better and yet they're doing the same thing again. I want to ask you as a representative of Sinn Féin uh, and uh, with the brief that you carry which is the spokesperson for social protection and rural development. Yesterday Dr Ray Griffin from WIT, the former WIT, now SETU Waterford was in studio with me. He gave me the latest startling statistics about County Wexford that we are a tier 3 county. In fact we are, even though we're improving and we have the largest population we are the least looked after county in the southeast. It's simply not good enough for Wexford. What can Sinn Féin do to change that if you were given the opportunity to put to, to, to get into power? What would you do to better Wexford? Well, well, the first thing you do is you'd look at balanced regional development and that's why Wexford is, is one of those counties that you would see as failing. Where I come from, the north and the, the northwest the West and the Northwest, sorry, is an area that's been downgraded not once but twice by the EU Commission. We're now a lagging region because across the whole of the country, we are at the very bottom of the table when it comes to investment. So we need to look at how we invest in our counties and in our regions. There's far too much going to Dublin and to the eastern coast and the rest of the country is suffering as a result. My own region as a prime example, Wexford similarly, we need to invest in our counties. We need to invest outside of Dublin. The government have targets on job creation, but the figures to give you are X number of jobs created outside of Dublin. But where is that? So, you know, we need to look at where the investment is going. We need to look at jobs outside of Dublin because lots of people now want to come out of Dublin. Mm. But there's no good in saying to people move west or move down to the south and take up work or remote work when the supports and the services aren't there. And no more than Wexford, up in my part of the country too. We've lost so many services, so many businesses down through the years, particularly in the last recession. And a lot of that hasn't been fixed back up together. So that's a huge part of that is rural development funding, yes, but it's also investment. And we need a government that's going to invest outside of Dublin. We have huge opportunities now from Europe, particularly the West and Northwest, because we're a lagging region. We have increased funding for that area and we need to use that money now. Right, you're in the west of Ireland, you're in West Roscommon. Do you have a government minister within your own constituency at the moment? 
No. Right, okay. And we don't have a senior minister within our constituency at the moment. The question people will be expecting me to put to people like you is that as the various parties or individuals go forward, we as a county, and you and your county, have to ask the question, when we go to the polls to vote in the next general election, we have to look at the candidates and say, how many of these have the, have the ability and the capacity to become actually full ministers? Because to me, in this job for the last 12 years, to me, unless you have a government minister in your constituency, you're at absolutely nothing. A senior government minister. Yeah, I mean, look, I think when you're in opposition, obviously, it's a greater challenge to get things done. And you're you're working on behalf of your constituents every day. But a lot of what you're doing is small things. Now, it's small things, but it's big things to the constituents you're helping. But, but a minister obviously does make a difference. And that's proven. And I think uh, as a party, I think Sinn Féin have a really strong team. Uh, we have a really strong team of people that will make very capable ministers in a government if we're given that chance. But what I would say to people is we've had a 100 years of either Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil. Look where we're at. We have a crisis in health. We have a crisis in housing. And we have a crisis almost right across the board. So I'll be saying in the next general election, give Sinn Féin a chance. If we're no good in the term of government, then you can boot us out afterwards. But I hope we'll be given a chance because, frankly, I couldn't see things getting much worse. All right, look, that's your view, and I'm sure there are people who will agree or disagree with you, and I'd love to hear from them. 0539145222. Before I conclude my conversation with you, tomorrow on the programme I'll be speaking to Minister Charlie McConnell, and to be fair, the man is coming on live with me tomorrow to answer the questions, and there's a lot of volatility in farming in County Wexford as we speak, particularly when it comes to tillage, but there's also people who've texted in and say that the farmers are getting a lot, whereas uh, people like within the fishing industry are not getting very much. So there's two sides to this story, people who are pro-farmer, people who are are farming and people who are very much anti-farmer if you had uh, well you'll get the chance in Dáil Éireann to challenge him but when it comes to farming at the moment what would be the main point you would raise with Minister McConnell well, look, I, I had my budget speech in the Dáil last night and I actually responded to Minister McConnell in relation to agriculture in, on tillage in particular. Obviously, we know the announcement that was made last week, over seven million has gone down really badly with the tillage sector. So I've asked the Minister and I asked him last night in the Dáil if he would engage with the tillage sector, the likes of the Irish Grain Growers Group, in relation to the eight million announced in the budget to make sure that we get that into the farm, into the pockets of tillage farmers as quickly as possible and it's spent the best way possible. I don't think it's enough. I think we need to be looking at the Brexit Reserve Adjustment Fund that's there. There's 150 million euro left in that fund. It's about to go back to Europe. I think that's unforgivable to send 150 million euro that was sidelined for agriculture back to Europe. We have till the end of the year to spend that money. So I think his department should be looking creatively at what we can do with that money to assist tillage, to assist sheep farmers. And then if you look at the budget itself, I mean, lots of the budget announced for agriculture was repackaging. We have a cap budget for this term that's the same as the last term. It's a cut in real terms given the way inflation is gone. We've got a reduced budget in the Department of Agriculture for next year as well. That to me is just unconscionable given the challenges that farmers are facing right across the board. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast.